0: what's up ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning into another episode of the live free podcast i'm your host mike maxwell today's guest is mr Ekendio reed he and i met six or seven years ago uh we had the opportunity to go and do some traveling together we did some um mural work for nine inch nails when they did their year zero album so we got to spend a lot of time together on that project and got to know one another and whatnot um I've got to see his career sort of rise as as he's grown into a mature adult, which we talk about on the show. <laughs> um, I was stoked to have him on. We I've been trying to get him on for probably years now. We finally were able to do it. He just finished up, a, I believe it's a three-person show um, at Think Space Gallery. But I feel like they break it down into like mini solo shows there. I'm not I'm not 100%. But he has the show up until August 3rd. So I'm going to try, I'm going to get this up today. It's Wednesday. Uh, and you should have time if you're in the Los Angeles area to go check it out. His work is super rad. The way the guy, it, when we got to work on the murals in London, I really learned a lot about painting from him in terms of like stylistic movement. Uh, his use of color is really interesting. It's something that I was always uh, pretty fascinated by. He, he works in like quick brush strokes. He, it almost looks like he's breakdancing when he paints big murals. It's pretty interesting. Um, and I assume for big paintings, too. So he joined me via Skype from his studio in Hawaii. We talked birth names, reconnecting, jujitsu, being on the run, street smarts, drawing cars, chaos, and structure. Black books being taken by the FBI, crazy story. Which I actually kind of left open ended. There was extra questions that I wanted to ask that I that I didn't. I wasn't sure how much to delve into the to the story, but um, very interesting story that he tells about about the FBI. Uh, Island life getting disrespected, personal awareness going postal, which. That hasn't happened in a long time, right? Remember back in like the 80s and 90s, like everyone was afraid of uh, postal workers flipping their shit and shooting up the place? Now it's strange little fucking weird teen white kids that go and shoot up a bunch of people in movie theaters and schools. It's very strange. Uh, everyone throws post office people under the bus, but really the problem with the post office is the customers. And we talk about that as well. Uh, we also talk vibrations and supporting your bass. So, as always, make sure you go check out MikeMaxwellArt.com. Uh, you can click on the podcast and get all the information about that over there. You can click on the shop and go buy some of my junk if, uh, if that's what you're into. Uh, you can follow the podcast at LiveFreePodcast on Twitter. You can follow me at MikeMaxwellArt on Twitter. And same on the Instagrams. I don't have a, um, a podcast Instagram, which I it seems redundant. There's so many social medias. I'm going to make one for my um, Live Free Never Die brand. At least a, a Facebook like page or some shit like that. I've been pushing the um, the t-shirt. So if you want to go buy a t-shirt, I have uh, two, two different ones up in the shop right now. Um... I might start doing some reorders of the of the old ones. I'm not sure uh, if that's necessary or not, but I might do that. Uh, so yeah, as always, uh, just check out MikeMaxwell.com, and you can get all the information about everybody. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, with all that said, without further ado, Mr. Echandio Reed. Let's give Dio a call. I hey. can Dio read. Whoa. But you, got, you got a train going by? No. no. You good now? Yeah. What's up, my brother? How are you? Hey, good, good. How you doing, Mike? I'm great, man. You have such a powerful first name that, like, even kind of, like, even saying your last name yeah. It kind of almost feels like it's secondary to your first name and no yeah. disrespect obviously to the uh, the, re- the
1: English the re- to, the re- generation.
0: generation. but uh, your first name is really strong. like can you uh, can you tell me about how you got oh, your yeah. name or I, I feel like maybe it's something you probably have to do all the time. But it really is like a like a powerful first name. Like, hey, for instance, here's why I've been thinking about this. Like, I use my least powerful name. Like, my I go by Mike Maxwell, obviously. But if I went by yeah. my full name, which is Michael James Maxwell, it sounds mm. way more powerful. Kind of, yeah. maybe a little bit too like royal sounding, but it sounds like it has strength. But your your first name by itself has like a a strength to it. Now, do you agree or disagree? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it kind of just, like, you know, I
1: kind of, like, grew into the name, actually, because it's, um, it's really weird, like, the whole story about my name and, like, how everything came about, but, um, you know, uh, my father named me that after a a good friend of his. Oh, really? And, um, yeah, yeah, he named me that, and it's kind of weird because, um, you know, people always ask me, you know, it's a Nigerian name, so people always ask me, like, you know, if I'm Nigerian and and this Uh, and that, you know, um, You know i'm not but uh but my my pops just um you know he really liked the name and and they're really good friends you know and so um you know when i was born uh, my mother really wanted to name me devin so uh my whole name is devin ikundai duvet reed and um you know it was crazy because um you know when i when i was moving around a lot with my pops you know um you know he he uh he would just kind of be like. You know, um, you know, he told me a little bit about the name, but he didn't really know the full definition of it. Yeah. So it was kind of weird. It was like after he passed away, it's like I grew into the name when I started like finding more out about it. And, um, after my pops passed away, I actually met his friend because he knew my sister. Oh, and wow. so yeah he came by the house when we were living in california and he like gave me the whole breakdown of the name the correct spelling because my pops didn't even have the spelling right as that <laughs> is you know just to keep it real yeah um so yeah so i found out all about that and it, you know it means uh you know sorrow becomes joy and um you know as i as i just you know kept going through life it's like the name just kind of fit and suited me well yeah. you know and so i just kind of like grew into it did you have like you a know? sort
0: of instant connection with the with the guy that had the same name even though you didn't know him
1: yeah I was really young I was really young when we
0: met you know so it was yeah. kind of
1: weird like it's, it was always weird meeting um meeting people who knew my father you know before because for a long, long time it was just like he and I um you know me and him were just you know pretty much on a solo mission together a lot of the times when, when I was younger like from probably about five to to, to 11 yeah and so um so yeah it was really it was really cool to, to meet him and and talk to him I, i'd like to talk to him again now that i'm a bit older and we could kind of relate more you know like yeah, i was probably I like like maybe 12 when we met you know yeah so yeah it was it, it was crazy man it was crazy like, like
0: i feel that same way even with like people i met in like my early 20s like, I'd, I'd like to reconnect with some people that I only knew... Like, even being in your 20s, you still feel kind of like a child. You change. You change a lot. Yeah. Which, yeah. you were looking... I saw some photos of you. You were looking thin, my man.
1: Yeah, I know. People keep saying that. I hope it's like a healthy kind of... It look, yeah, you <laughs> look healthy.
0: That's what I was thinking. Cause I mean, yeah, yeah I
1: was grinding.
0: You and I met, uh, shit, uh, at least six or seven years ago. I don't, for- yeah. I don't remember the date. I'm terrible with dates, but... You probably you were much high, heavier then. You were kind of a big boy, yeah. Yeah, I was pretty husky. <laughs> I've lost I've I've done the same thing, even though i I fluctuate around yeah, the same way.
1: You've, you've been training and stuff, huh?
0: Yeah, man. Like cool. uh two and a half years now doing jujitsu. Ah, wow, that's crazy, man. Yeah. I'm uh me and Johnny, who it is sort of the connector of how I met you, uh yeah. Command Z, who's been on the show. Hell yeah. Uh he he and I are we're gonna do um, like this artist. Oh, maybe I can't talk about it. every project with that guy. You can't talk about. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But we're doing some jujitsu stuff. Oh, um, yeah, we haven't rolled yet together. I'm sure he's gonna whoop my ass. I uh. <laughs> because he's like he's probably almost brown belt level. I know he's had his purple for a little while. I still got my blue belt, but I still get my ass whooped all the time.
1: I um, I was trying to fuck around, and, and, and I do not train or any of that, so don't want to come off like that. But uh, I, was just, <laughs> I was just fucking around one time with him, man, and uh, I almost got my neck broken. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I, look
0: like, I say it all the time. It's magic. Like, if you don't know it, if you don't know the illusions and all the I, little yeah. intricacies, there's no way you can defend yourself. It's impossible. Yeah. It's true. It's true, man. It's like it's very uh, like a fin- finesse kind of deal, strategy type of thing, you know? It's so weird, man. Like I was roll I roll with uh, the white belts a lot, like guys who are just in their first year, and mm. I could smash the shit out of them. They don't know what they're doing, and I could do whatever I want for the most part. Yeah. And yeah. then if you just go a per- a year ahead of me, like mm-hmm. people who have like a year or two experience more, They treat me just the same way. Like it's all of a sudden, all the skills that you think you have just go right out the door and they're smashed. But it's kind of cool. You get you get all ends of the spectrum. You get to get your ass kicked and you get a little little ass kicking at the same time. And it's the same for everybody. Mm. Yeah. So, have you been doing anything different? You've been eating Uh, better. uh, Yeah, I think um, you know being
1: in Hawaii. Probably helps a lot, you know, because uh, you know I'm just more active here. You know, sure. I'm always riding my bike and moving around, doing that kind of stuff.
0: Did you grow up there?
1: Uh, somewhat, yeah. Like I was born here, uh-huh. and then I stayed here till I was five, <clears throat> and then, um, you know, my pops and my moms they kind of had a falling out, so, um, you know, he and I were kind of like on the run, you know, for a bit, and uh, we're we're jumping around like from at about 11 when he passed away and yeah. um we were going all over this place man like uh we went to guam we lived in florida california just kind of moved around a
0: lot like as a kid i imagine <laughs> that's probably pretty stressful it's not so much of like an adventure like maybe we'd <laughs> like to romanticize something like that yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah i think it's um you know it was a. Uh, I think when when i was going through it like i didn't understand what was really going on like as a kid you kind of don't know like oh is this right or wrong you know i would like miss my mom at times and wonder like why why i can't go home kind of thing but not really understanding and plus um you know the way he was he was kind of like like really like a hustler like moved around he kind of like would get odd jobs doing whatever kind of thing so it was like there was a lot of um like, random shit happening, so there wasn't never, like, a real calm time for me to, like, you know, wonder what was going on, I was constantly, like, moving schools and moving states, you know, it wasn't until, like, I was, you know, after he passed away that I was, like, in California, probably from, like, 11 to 13, where I was, like, living with my family there, we were in the valley, and, um, yeah that's when I started kind of like getting a little bit more secure and
0: did did you learn some sort of street smarts from that I mean oh, you, yeah. just in the way that you described that isn't really that much different than what an artist has to do on a pretty much regular basis yeah. so did you yeah. do you feel like you even at a young age did you pick up some of hell yeah! those
1: I mean, like <laughs> yeah like yeah hell yeah I mean it was like you know it's like every day was like survival mode kind of thing you know what i mean Uh like so you just just make the best out of what you got so that's totally how life of an artist is you know what i mean like so it prepared me for that i guess or it kind of like it made it harder harder for me to try to live like a i guess kind of domesticated like lifestyle like you know where you just kind of have a regular day-to-day job and you go there and do that it's really hard for me to do that now man because it's like I just feel like there's always something I need to be getting into and doing differently and jumping around. You know what I mean? I always yeah. feel
0: like that. So, I th- And yeah. I think that's a common trait, man. Like yeah. I been think about this a lot, like just the idea of boredom, like the things that we do to make sure that we're not bored a lot of times. Yeah. And a lot of art comes out of that. But like, where did you start getting interested in making things around that same time when, you know, you've got to move around. I, I, I have a tendency to project my own experience on sure. everybody who comes on the show but so like sure. i feel like at, at around the time that my parents were splitting up there was a lot of turmoil and a lot of moving around and you know not mm. the same story as yours but i'm sure very similar paths were, were taken on some yeah. levels i feel yeah. like making things at that time gave me some sort of structure It gave me uh, control over some things in a moment in my life where it was seemingly out of control. And like you said, we don't really know what's happening when we're kids, we don't understand it. Yeah. But it almost feels like the ability to make things is a common response for kids who grew Hmm. up, which almost everybody that I know has a similar experience on some level. Yeah. And even if their parents didn't split up, like even you know let's say a, a couple that maybe should have split up and fight all the time or whatever ah, yeah. you, know, you find these similar experiences and some some type of creative process either mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a destructive process sometimes people can take a creative path and like get hooked into something like painting or drawing or whatever and I feel like a lot of graffiti comes out of that too, right? Like, mm-hmm. like a saying, "Well, I'm gonna take control of everything and fuck everybody else's rules." I feel like Hell, yeah. that's just a gross generalization, but it's yeah. like it's common if you take it a poll of everyone, you know. So did was was it around that time that you you found a love for making things, or did it come later? Or earlier uh, it, it kind of yeah
1: it kind of came like uh later i, I believe man yeah. like um you know uh when we were doing that stuff and we were like on the run like um i i guess i had an interest in art because um my dad he would draw he would draw cars you know uh-huh. and um i think it was like general motors or one of those car companies uh wanted to hire him so he was like really good at doing it you know but he he just wasn't into that you know what i mean and um so i would always like admire little stuff that he would do you know he would kind of just draw a little thing here and there really just in his spare time kind of stuff but i never really like latched on to drawing um, until it was like it was almost like maybe it was it was it was like shortly after his death you know when, when he died he 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 um, i was in, we were both in california together uh-huh. and then he he went to back to florida um you know and he actually passed away there like he he didn't want to like he didn't want me to see him go through that
0: process. Yeah. What so, uh, do you mind talking about? What happened to? Him?
1: Oh no, no. He um yeah, uh, he got cancer. Yeah, you know, and it, it was a uh, cancer of the lungs, and they might have had some. It could have been like any number of things, just because sure. he was so involved in everything. But I think it was like uh, some asbestos poisoning, you know, oh, that right. ended up getting him. Yeah, from yeah. from different types of construction that he would do back in the day, but um. Yeah, man. Like uh, the, the art thing never really hit me too much. Um, uh, what happened after he died is like I kind of like raged out. Like I, I didn't know what to do because there's like all this chaos going on. You know, when when he and I were we were on the run. You know, because like my mom's she was looking for us. You know what I mean? Like the police and the FBI were were looking for me. So it's like we were living that kind of a lifestyle, you know what yeah. I mean? Like nothing's on paper and like, you know, it's just crazy shit like that, you know? So it was like a lot of chaos going on, you know? Sure. And so um after he passed away, um I was living with my sister Leilani and um she uh you know, she had it she had it set up, you know? Like it was like a, uh, like a home, like a real home life, you know? And and I was living there um in uh in um uh, with like um her two daughters and then her husband's two daughters. And that's in Hawaii? uh, No, no, that's in, um, that's in uh, right there, Pacoima and Arlita, like right in the valley, like kind of off the five freeway.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, that was like back in like the, like early 90s, you know, like 95, something like
0: that. Which that was a pretty pivotal time in Los Angeles, right? It was a crazy, that was a crazy
1: neighborhood too. Like (laughs) right on the, right on the border of Pacoima and Arlita. So it was just like, mad gang violence tag bangers and just crazy shit you know so like we were right there and then after he uh passed away or he left and then um you know I found out that he passed away maybe a couple of months after he left and then um you know I I just kind of just like um uh lashed out I guess you would say like you know kind of started getting into you know just whatever like you know kind of um destructive behavior you know what i mean uh-huh. and then um, i got suspended uh, from the school that i was going to because of all that stuff that i was getting into and then um my sister's husband he also had a son and um, and his son was was like also getting into crazy stuff and and he was a writer he used to work he used to write for a graph crew in LA called CHB uh-huh. he used to write a uh, lover And, um, he, uh, left one of his black books in the attic one time when he was like locked up for something. And, uh, I was suspended and I was staying like in the little attic area and I saw, I saw his black book (laughs) and I was just like, oh shit, you know, that's what like really kind of sparked it off for me. I thought like drawing was cool and everything. And I would like always admire people who did it. But, um, but it wasn't until I saw that, that I was like, oh, this shit is fucking crazy. You know, like he would have like like these weird dreadlock characters with triangle yeah. heads and like guns and just like all this next little shit that I've never seen. Like I've never seen anything like that in any kind of comic book yeah. or any kind of like any kind of, any kind of art. Yeah. So, um, so since I was suspended, it was great cause I just had nothing but like that <laughs> week of time, you know? Yeah. So I was just like, I took his book and I just started copying, like tracing every character that he did and I just super got into it, you know? Yeah. And, um, and that's kind of like what, what, like kept me on the, on the straight path, I guess. Cause, um, you know, I, I, um, I just, I just was really into that. I, I, I copied all these pages and then, um, and then I was just all about that. You know, I just carried my little book around and that went on for like about, you know, three months or so, you know, and I kind of stopped getting into so much trouble, you know, I, things started calming down for me. And then that's when, um, uh, the, the FBI, uh, finally found out where I was. It was probably about, maybe like a year or so after my pops, uh, passed away. And, um, <clears throat> I was, uh, I was actually at school. I was doing really good. And, um, there had asked me to do um, a speech for the school, you know, they kind of Dare back then would ask you to write something and sure, pick yeah. uh, whatever, you know? So anyways, I was up there on stage and, and they kind of got me and they were like, yo, you actually gotta, gotta come with us right now. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, yeah, I was like, Holy shit. For real. Like, what are you talking about? You know, I was just playing real dumb. Cause I was like, I, I was living a whole nother life at that point, you know. Like, yeah. I was with my sister and, and this and, and my family. Like, we were we were locked down there, you know. And and then everything just kind of flipped. And it wasn't like, okay, you can go home and get your stuff, or okay, you can talk to somebody. It was just like, nope, we ID'd you. You're the kid. You got to get in the car. And like, I just remember being in the in the um in like the FBI uh, car. You know Whoa. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was some crazy shit.
0: Man. And so you're like twelve
1: uh eleven yeah, yeah I was like twelve yes yeah, I, was, I was about no no i I just turned thirteen, I just turned thirteen because I remember when I came to Hawaii, I just turned thirteen like a month or two ago
0: so what did you feel like you had done something wrong, like you were getting in trouble for something that you had done? Uh,
1: no, nah, it was kind of something that, like, um, when I was on the run, it was kind of something that was, like, my father would always tell me, like, oh, you know, like, you know, like, he would just kind of go into, like, you know, like, if this happens if that happens, this is what you should say, and right. it was like, I was, ta- I was kind of, like, really kind of brainwashed in a way, you know, because, um, you know, for whatever reason, you know, that's what he decided to do, you know. And so, like, when they came, I was just kind of like, I don't know who you guys are. And I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm over here. This oh, is my house. This my to... family. Like, you guys got the wrong guy, basically. Wow. You know what I mean? So you were <laughs> like, able to get like, right into like...
0: character then, sort yeah,
1: of. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. They were, like, showing me pictures. I was just like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, like, nope, nope, nope. And then just, like, and then um, it was crazy, too, because uh, my 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 sister's husband, which is like my brother in law but he really became like a father to me, you uh, know because after my pops passed away, they kind of like had an agreement where it was like you know you know he wasn't gonna treat me like a father but more like a friend and so. Yeah. Yeah, he was just he was he was tripping when he heard the news, and he was just like, "I'm coming right now!" Like, you know, I didn't know that at the time, but yeah, yeah, he was like racing down to the like the FBI headquarters, trying to like get me, and it was like all too late. I was like already on a plane, you know what I mean?
0: Wow,
1: yeah, it's crazy, crazy shit.
0: So, did you feel like some sort of obviously that's got to be super stressful? Like, did, yeah, was there yeah. ramifications of that? You know, like like a post traumatic yeah. stress. Yeah, you you sure. mentioned that you had really gotten angry after your father passed away, mm-hmm. you know, those natural sort of emotional reactions, especially at a young age when you don't really, you can't even comprehend sort of yeah. what's going on. Did yeah. you have, you know, and it seems like you were getting some semblance of normalcy back to your life. Or? Yeah,
1: it was totally, it was like, it came at a time when I was like, really kind of like, I felt like I was finding a groove, like. I wasn't trying to get into trouble anymore i was just you know i was really kind of settling into something you know because before that i was getting into everything you know what i mean mean, like i was just really like a really hyper kid from from the very get-go like from when i was like a little baby i was just i was real stoked on life real super hyper so it was like (laughs) when i was there with like all my like family and, and and like all these girls in the house i was like really the only boy so it was like i was just like running around like always trying to get into something do something crazy so <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it was like it was cool to like you know start getting some balance um but yeah so it was crazy man it was crazy to go from california to hawaii that was the biggest transition because it was like completely di- like c- completely different like the schools were completely different the kids were different like it was a big time adjustment you know what i mean so did
0: did were you able to did you feel like you were able to fit back into the culture because like you said it's totally different like if you compare los angeles to hawaii yeah. it's like night and day right like right. island living is a different type of lifestyle i you know i make i make oh. that assumption but
1: yeah no it totally is um i think a lot of things have changed with hawaii over the years you know sure. i think like um as far as like, um, it'll always be an island, and that's what's kind of good about it. Um, and I guess you could say that's what's—I won't say it's like really good or bad. It's just there's there there different there's differences about it. You know, there's um, pluses and negatives.
0: I guess sure. you could say. You guys have a big but storm coming in right now, right?
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be storm of the century, man. This shit's fucking hot as hell over here.
0: <laughs> man, it's, like, super
1: muggy. I was, like, waiting for the wind, man. Like, I, was, I heard it's supposed to be, like, 60-mile-per-hour winds, but right now it's just, like, steamy and on and off raining and not really nothing cracking, there. Yeah good wow. but uh, I heard it's um supposed to kind of hit the big island a little more but it's dissipated so I don't I don't think it's gonna be a super huge deal Ho- yeah. hopefully hopefully yeah.
0: so what is that transition like you know do you <clears throat> just do you jump right into society do you, I mean do you get put into a school with yeah um so yeah that's exactly what
1: happened um I just came back um it weren't right when I came back it was just like oh, I gotta get I just want to be at home you know I want to go back to California like I just didn't want to be there you know. Um, you know, but, um, uh, what happened was, um, maybe about a couple of weeks past something like that. Right. And then, um, so I'm talking to Sharif, my, 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 uh, my brother-in-law, you know, my, my sister's, uh, husband, and, uh, we're talking on the phone and, um, they, that was the great thing too about my mother is he, even though all this crazy stuff happened, she was, still like recognize the fact that you know like i had this relationship with my family in california and she never wanted that to you know to end or whatever so uh in any case like um uh i talked with him on the phone and he was just like like, he just told me straight up like he's like, like a real like straight up guy you know and he just said look man you just go out there when you're out there just just i want you to give it your best shot, you know what I mean? Get to know your mother and just give it your 100%. Just give it your best shot. And if you tell me, like, in two months that you still feel this way, you still want to come back, he's like, I'll come get you. You know, he just told me, like, straight up like that, like, I'll come get you. And so I was just like, damn, like, he's willing, like, he's really willing to put this whole shit on the line to, like, do that for me, you know? And so I was like, well, all right, then, I got to, like, try to make this work out then, you know? And then what was fucking great about it was – um. I had a hard time in schools just because I was really different. And at the time in Hawaii, I would say, you know, like kids, you know, it's kids. So kids are kind of closed minded and shit. You know, how it is. <laughs> right. when you're a kid, you know what I mean? So they just saw like a different kid who didn't talk like them. And it was just like out from the beginning, you know. Yeah. But that really just made me dive into my art even more. You know, I just like really got into it even more. And then what happened was um, I would go back to California like every summer and i would spend the summer with my family in california and i'd go back and forth back and forth so it was a it kind of helped the transition a lot because i I got like the best of both worlds and then i really got to know my mother and like what a like beautiful amazing person she is and like the way that everything worked out that way i wouldn't uh, like ask for any different you know what i mean because um not not getting to know her would have really been like it would have really been bad you know you know wouldn't have been um my whole life would have been different if i if I, if I hadn't gotten that relationship with my mother when i did you yeah know?
0: sure it's interesting right like it, sure. the sort of ups and downs of life that yeah. have their pivotal roles for some reason like i i was just um it's funny i just put out a podcast uh talking about how like one should react to different sort of um external environment so like if somebody reacts a certain Um, way, like you always have a choice of how you could react to them. And like almost the like the day I put the podcast out, um I almost got in a fight with this dude at the fucking deli just for standing like yeah, I was at the cash register and I said, um Excuse me, sir, I need to like the I was at this Italian deli and they have those like Italian chocolate things, you know, like Mm -hmm. the blue silver wrappers that are fucking bomb and he was standing in front of them, and so i go excuse me sir uh can i get by you real quick to get the thing and he goes you can go around i was like what i got kind of pissed it was this fucking tall mexican dude like in like a nice suit or whatever and Mm -hmm. i was like what the fuck and by the time I was like, well, I just like, I was at the register. So I went around and got the fucking thing and came back. And by the time I had like sort of calculated it all, I was like, fuck this guy. And just started talking <laughs> shit, you know? And I was thinking about like how, how that reaction took place. And so now because I said something that had a, like, uh, a instance of something happening, like I had an altercation plus I have what I said beforehand on record I sort of was able to learn from those fucking things you know like so now like it's funny the last like few days I've gone to places like restaurants or you know if I'm at Starbucks or something and uh, places where I typically get annoyed with people and like want to grab them by their faces
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: I go there saying okay just laugh if somebody annoys you just laugh at so it true. like it's not it's not yeah. as big a deal as as sometimes i make things out to be mm-hmm. and that's really from learning from that making like a dumbass choice not that that's the same the way you're learning but you know just yeah. in like a low point where i was just having a shitty day and i caught a dude on a on who was probably also having a shitty day he ended up being like in the walkway like i let it go for a second but i was still like mad dogging him the whole time mm-hmm. i was waiting for my sandwich like i wanted to fight you know and it's so stupid mm-hmm. over just somebody saying like go around like somebody being mm-hmm. a dick like if somebody mm-hmm. disrespects me in a certain way it's like mm-hmm. okay we have to fight now i don't know what it is about us men that has that have that to that particular uh, response
1: our, our, our egos you know something like yeah yeah, because it's kind of like a like it's a real primal thing, too, at the same time when it comes to something like that because you feel disrespected, and then you feel like, okay, this, I'm getting and you want to react to that, you know? Yeah. But it has
0: nothing to do with that. And we always Everybody, have the choice. You know? That's what's so fucking funny. Yeah, yeah. So I'm trying to learn from those ups That's and downs. Yeah, it's crazy, well. man. I was, I was just at the post office today. It's funny you talk about that, man, because
1: I was at the post office um, just earlier this morning, you know, mailing out some stuff, and and um, I was just tripping at how, like, people don't have any kind of like sense sometimes of what's going on around them like yes. everything could be so much easier if you would just kind of take a second to realize it's monday all right we're at the post office you know what i mean yeah. like these these guys they do this shit every day you know what i mean and it's yeah. just the things that people say like and they don't come prepared right like they don't they don't have their boxes ready for the things that they need like it's fragile the lady's tripping on the guy because he's only putting one fragile stamp and it's like you knew it was fragile before you left the house you can, you know what i'm saying like it's just really weird man
0: like, i know it's really so weird. well people
1: a lot of times people they expect they like they expect other people to to fix their shit or it's it's on someone else you know it's been like a real like man i, I really kind of like I don't know. Over the, I would say probably over the past year, it's been like some real big learning experiences for me, man. Like, you know, just as far as like, you know, like where I want to be in life and what what I, what it how I want to put myself out there and, yeah. and I want to treat people. You know, kind of just I don't know. Maybe it's you know like a little bit of maturity, get a little older or something. I don't know, but it's just like I just realized I can kind of see more clearly now how how life can be a lot easier if you just kind of realize what's going on it's true man
0: that's the biggest problem one of the biggest problems in our society right is the fact that people aren't aware of what's happening around them and i feel like that's another one of those artist traits and even even more specifically that's like a graffiti artist trait uh in terms of like or even somebody who like reacts to their environment in a different way you see the world in a different way and then you see Mm -hmm humans in a different way. So you're always constantly kind of watching what everybody's doing. I feel like that's a very like creative yeah. person sort of way yeah. of and things. And the the post office is a perfect example of that. Like everybody mm-hmm. throws the 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 workers at the post office under the bus. But the true problem yeah. is the customers. There there is okay. so many people that go up to the front counter not anywhere close to being ready to ship something. Like they just have a flat box and, like, a mm-hmm. comforter and, like, you know, like, something huge, and they're like, ship that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you fucking assholes, you need to fucking... Nobody comes prepared. they A lot of people expect things to be done for them. It's fucking yeah. outrageous. Like, and, I, go ahead. I
1: was just going to say, like, I understand all that, like, Charles Bukowski, all that, like, crazy going postal shit now, because it's like, them fools, like, go through some shit, man.
0: I talk shit when I some, go to the shit. post office. I got a homeboy.
1: He's a, he's a mailman. He, he's, a, he's, a, <laughs> he's a mailman um uh over there in Sacramento, like kind of like in the ghetto. You know what I mean? And yeah. he goes through some fucking shit, man. Like, like crazy straight bullets. People be flipping on him if they don't get their checks and like just <laughs> fucking crazy shit like that. You know? Yeah. It's just like, man. I know we went off on mm-hmm. one about the post office, but shit I, had me tripping today.
0: Every time I go to the post office, I start tweeting about all the fucking crazy, ridiculous shit that happens in there. I almost got in a fight yeah. in the post office recently. I told him, there was a guy, like, because he he didn't have the money in his account, he was, like, banging his head on the countertop. Like, oh. t- on the phone. Okay. And I'm like, listen, guy, there's a long line. You're up there banging your head on the fucking counter. Let's <laughs> let's make something happen. And he got pissed. that i told that story on one of the other podcasts i mean fucking people fucking get crazy dude and they get so i think everybody's has is at such a high stress level for some reason Mm. you know specifically like the last i feel like maybe we're coming out of it but like for the last 10 years like been high stress level for a lot of people and i think
1: man it's like it's like how we gotta not to cut you off it's just like how we gotta like live these days, man. Shit is like fucking crazy, man. I'm supposed to be working hard, working a lot of hours, yeah. and that ain't equaling out, man. That is not equaling out, man. It's like you're doing all that. You're working real hard. You're making this money, but it's like you're still like you're still chasing, you're still searching. You're still not it's not enough. It's never enough. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Nothing's ever enough. You know what I mean? You need all this shit and it's still not good enough. That's and,
0: a, and the, the, I tweeted recently, like, a sort of Rodney Dangerfield, like, tweet about, um, like, asking does anybody ever get the respect that they think they deserve? (laughs) And I don't know if anybody does. Maybe some people, but probably even the people who are, like, respected the most probably feel like they still need more respect. Or more of of anything, you know? Like, maybe more love or more attention or more of anything, you know? Yeah. We're all so fucking needy. yeah. Well, <laughs> I, we haven't really even talked. I guess we talked about art a little bit, but we haven't that much. Yeah. I guess when I met you, you were still at Art Center, which is another what? reoccurring theme here on the show. Oh,
1: had, I bet. A lot yeah. of Art Center stands. Everybody goes there, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, and it was funny. Like, I use the, you as an example when I talk. I don't use you specifically. Like, I don't say your name, huh. but like, I, I always use you in an example when I'm talking about art school and mm-hmm. with artists who are already artists, you know, who mm-hmm. are already working but are yeah. still in art school at a certain period of time. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, we had some, we were talking about something, and I was like, and I remember telling you, like, you're already an art, like what I just said, you know, you're already an artist. What exactly are you still going to school for? And I think. Mm-hmm.
1: I may remember
0: that. It might have been an in and Out or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, maybe. You yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe. but either way uh i guess not that that, i don't know how much of an impact that actually had or not but you you didn't really you didn't go there much you didn't go there much longer after that you really got into making things full-time right
1: yeah yeah and i think i was always having a struggle like from the very beginning you know with with art school because like um i noticed when i first started going to art school like um uh a lot of a lot of the kids there like it was it was a mix it was it was definitely a mix like a lot of the kids like they kind of had no idea what they were doing and they just they wanted somebody to show them how to like how to have style or like how to like how to how to make it in art and i think it was like a lot of disappointment because uh, art, art school won't ever Teach you that You know what I mean Like yeah. they'll give you Skills And like, like And they'll, they'll talk about The theories And everything else But that That kind of like That passion That that I don't know what that is It's like some kind of Like that little Like uh, X factor that You know Certain artists have You know and you Really admire their work Because You know It's not about like How good you draw a figure Or how well you can do a hand Or anything like that It's more like Kind of like uh, the feeling that you get, that you put off in your work, you know what I mean, that that pe- that kind of resonates with people, that like, unspoken type of deal, you know? What is and, that
0: thing? What is it? Tell me.
1: I don't know, man. It's weird, I right? I don't know, yeah. I don't know what that is, man. I guess it's like that, that kind of like that thing we we're just talking, like how, you know, artists will be kind of like observers, you know? Like Like, I feel like, you know, there's a difference between like a technician, and An artist, like yeah. you know what I mean, yeah, like, like a like a person that could just render and draw all these beautiful things, man, and went to art school and it's just bam, but but at the same time, you know, it's like what's coming off of it, like what's really what's the vibration coming off of that, you know, yeah, and I, that's, that's the big that's like the biggest difference, you know what I mean, like that's the that's the that, and that's the hard thing to deal with as an artist because you you go through these like mental head tricks because of it, you know, because nothing's ever a straight line, you know, nothing's ever like. This and this and that, and then I'll get I'll get that. That's what'll come yeah. out of it when I do these three steps.
0: You there know? is no formula.
1: Yeah, it really isn't, man. And and I've been learning that more than ever, man. Like you know, just kind of going through the ups and downs of, of life, and like learning about things and and creating. You know, like because I've been showing for a little bit now, and then um, you know, it's been. I feel like my work has kind of gone through a transitional phase, and like I can feel the difference now like i can feel like the work that i'm starting to create now is, is like i'm i'm really kind of like starting to understand myself better and what it is that i'm doing you know
0: yeah,
1: what i mean yeah. so, so let's so it, talk it about what a you long do process like, well.
0: sure like yeah. it's you know you just you just had a show at think space um yeah. what do you what do you see you know obviously probably you know aging has a probably a big plays a big role in that right like just mm-hmm just getting older but like what do you feel like at a younger age you're just making things in a more arbitrary way like sort of you know just trying to make things that look cool and
1: yeah um here's the thing I'm going to say about that because that's like like exactly what I was just thinking about um yesterday that I that just kind of struck me something that really hit me was that I'm not taking myself so seriously (laughs) like when, when I was a kid When I was a kid, I didn't take myself seriously. Like, it's not like the end of the world. It's not like, it's just, I'm doing this to just do it. You know what I mean? It's not like, I'm I'm like, okay, I'm an artist now. Like, now I'm an artist in the art world. These art people, these these important people, they're looking at me. They want this from me. You know what I mean? So I got to like, you know, I got to give them this real mature, this real serious shit, you (laughs) know? And it's just like, it's just, that's such bullshit, man, you know? Know what i mean like I, I started getting upset with myself because like i really started thinking like uh, down that path for for a while and i was getting really confused by it you know like i guess after i had my first uh solo show uh, um you know after that I, like you know people start liking your work and then, and then people are like oh i like what you do this and that like you know what i mean and you start kind of like exceeding things from you and then you start putting these boundaries on yourself for no no good reason at uh-huh. all you know what i mean just because you, you know you when the money gets involved i guess that's what can kind of like you know kind of throw you off a little a
0: yeah. bit
1: do you feel you know like I mean? and you start putting on that
0: do you feel like some of those early successes have a tendency to uh inflate some of our egos
1: mm, i'm not saying yeah. you
0: specifically yeah. but i you know no, like no, i no. said i project okay. a lot what was that well like i said i project a lot so
1: oh yeah no yeah i totally think it does man i totally think it can and i think too man for um for like uh um i think what can happen is that like uh sometimes you know when you're when you like kind of like you you get on that that mode where you're like oh man i can like i can whip this shit out i could do this i could do that then you start thinking like oh i could just you know I could just wait. I could do that, you know, later. I could put that off, you know, because I could just whip this shit out, you know, and then you start, you know what I mean? You start kind of head stripping yourself into thinking, like, you don't necessarily got to be as hungry or you don't have to, like, put in the time that you yeah. want to put in just because you've already made it, so to say. Uh-huh. But um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's also something because, you know, man, I haven't really been... Um, like showing any art or really making all that much art, I would say, for like the past two and a half years, man. Is so, that, last... is that on purpose? Uh, you know, no, it's not like a conscious decision, yeah. It wasn't something that I, I, I the decision I made. It was like, um, I think, uh, when I left, because, uh, I've been, um, I, I left, uh, LA, um probably like about you know like probably about like three years ago or so
0: yeah
1: um now and then um when I left there I was just like I don't know man I just needed a break I I needed to kind of like get away from I was I was like right in LA right in Koreatown like right in the middle of everything you know and and it's like great and and I love like the, the the combination of all these like Cultures and all this creative energy like crashing together, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's what like fueled a lot of my creativity. But then it started to kind of like w- become a pressure, like a, like a weight on me, you know? And that, that's just not LA. It's just myself personally, like what I was going through, you know? Yeah,
0: sure. And so, so, um, so yeah. Um, and I think yeah. some of that stuff shows through in the work too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you for can, sure. You can make some of those metaphors with some of the imagery that, that shows up. I think. Like a yeah. lot of, uh, I feel like in a lot of your work, you have a mix of like uh, an attachment to home, but it's mm-hmm. it's funny just at us having this conversation. Like it makes even a little bit more sense. Like I think I was looking at the ink drawings yeah. that you were just posted, and your your home huh. has a tendency to be trying to attach to something moving a lot, mm-hmm. and at the yeah. same time, there's a lot of um, you utilize the use of. Uh, of sea animals a lot, which I feel like has some tie to island culture, too. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah that, do you feel like that's accurate?
1: Yeah, that's totally accurate, man. And, I mean, the houses, like, um, you know, I got into making them like that because, uh, you know, even putting the, the little people inside of them, it's uh-huh. kind of like, um, you know, you, you make your home, um wherever you can and your home carries so much memories with you you know what i mean so i wanted that to be like a like a like a real thing a real movable animated thing um so that's why and that thing always like always shows up i'm getting like a like a crazy reverb right now
0: really you sound fine on my end is it killing okay. you you good
1: yep good good now yeah good. you're
0: fine it's uh, it gets usually about this point skype tries to take a shit on me i know
1: why are they doing that, man? Hey,
0: It's just they they give you so much juice, and then they're like, all right, you're taking up (laughs) too much bandwidth. Well, um, Cool. Well, we got a lot of, I guess we didn't talk uh, that much art, but I feel like I already got, even though I've known you and we've had these types of conversations all the time that we've hung out, I feel like I got to know you a little bit more.
1: Yeah, man, definitely.
0: Definitely, man. So, is your show still up? At uh, Space right now, it's still people can still go see it right yeah, now. Yeah, right? they can
1: still go see it. It's up till the third of August, and um, yeah, I was gonna say about that um, one thing was like uh, you know like um, not making art for such a long time. Uh, it oh, wasn't yeah. something that I did on purpose. You know, it's just that um, you know I got um, offered like a job opportunity where I was like you know it was, like a, a regular like straight up you know job, still uh-huh. creative but just a little bit different. You know. And, um, you know, I think like going through that experience, um, you know, it just kind of like, <clears throat> it was like, hard for me to work in that kind of an environment, you know yeah. what I mean? And so I think I just kind of like got more, uh, introspective, like just more, like I didn't feel like putting anything out. And so the crazy thing about this show is that after I was doing that back in LA for a year, I came back here to Hawaii and I've been here now again for about a year. And, um, all these works are kind of kind of, like, all those three years of, like, held back emotion and it's just, like, like purging of all that stuff and just, like, laying it all out. And now that it's finally, like, gotten that out, I feel like now I'm, like, ready to just continue on. Like, I feel, like, a lot more at ease and a lot more at peace like uh-huh. with what I'm doing, You know what I mean? So it's, like, I felt like the pieces that I made, like, it was, like, a real, almost like a real fight, like a real battle. You know what I mean? To, like, push this stuff out.
0: Well, I and, I like, now that- I feel, like, I like that idea, like, you know, that, like, if you're living a life of tension and sort of struggle and, you know, like, being on the run or, like, you, you're you're chasing the next available paycheck to be able to make ends meet, you're trying to sell the next painting. When you're in that mm-hmm. struggle, like, creativity comes out of that. But it's interesting that, you know, if you find yourself in a place of uh, uh, stability, mm-hmm. that you know, maybe there isn't as much of a need for that uh, that exactly. that outlet. But it's it's funny that you. But even in saying that, you you mentioned that it builds up and that you have to eventually let it out. Yeah, like, that may have been probably true. wrong. But it's interesting that uh, out of that stability, because I I and you know, there's obviously like if you're working eight hours a day it's hard to get in the studio and work too like you expend your energy it takes energy to make art even if you're just sitting there
1: yeah yeah exactly and you're kind of an
0: expressive guy anyway you're kind of moving around making shit you're pretty yeah you're not stationary too often i don't imagine no no not at all i've kept you sitting for 45 minutes though. are you drawing right now hey man
1: this went by yeah this went by quick man like to be honest i'm always like weird about interviews man so
0: yeah this shit is different it's a conversation real chill, you
1: know yeah 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 this is way way better man sometimes you get those interviews where people just ask you the same like some questions yeah that's a <laughs> you know what i mean so, yeah i don't play that cool actually like really talking you know, i think it helps that you're you know we both do the same shit you know what i mean so yeah. it's like you know, to relate, you know, better and
0: shit. And that's why, man, like, I feel like a lot of artists got a lot of shit to say. They just don't really have the uh, forum, even beyond what the normal, you know, the, the graphic forum of a gallery or, you know, just making shit. But I feel yeah. like a lot of artists got a lot of shit to say, too. Like, uh, most of them have uh, gone through some shit in their life. And I feel like it helps other people who may be going through the same things, you know? Yeah, like it really is, maybe. man.
1: That's the coolest thing about it, man. Like, um, you know, uh, I've been doing these drawings like every day. Like uh, when I get into the studio, I've been kind of making a habit of doing these little SUNY brush and ink uh, um, pieces. You know, um, yeah. Those, and the people can buy it, them, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People can buy them like on my Instagram or whatever. Nice. But um, and the coolest thing about that is that um, it it allows me the chance to um connect with people that um who've really been supporting my heart, you know, who maybe don't have, like, like the fat bankroll, but who've, like, been to every show. Like, they're super fucking stoked, man. Yeah. They're just, like, you know what I mean? Like, they're really about it, man. And it, and in doing this, it's been really cool because i hear from people that are, like, man, I've been following you for, like, five years. And, yeah. and like, I'm so stoked to actually be able to get a piece from you. And, and for me, it's, like, it's awesome because it's, like, I'm just, this is practice for me.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. This yeah. is, like,
1: something to warm me Yep. Work on compositions. You know what I mean. Help me paint better, draw better. And mm-hmm.
0: his, my opinion on that too is that we're moving into a different period where artists are becoming their own businesses. To and I use that lightly, just in for mm-hmm. descriptive terms. It sounds douchey, but we are marketing and selling our works directly. You still there? Oh shit! I lost. Him. Here we go. Yep. I think that was my end. Amen. You hear me okay? So yeah. what I was saying uh, is like yeah. Yeah. we're getting to a point of a, like a do-it-yourself market again, sort of like what we saw in uh, the cool. early 90s, mid-90s. And there's yeah. we're getting to a point where customer service is like an important issue for people with artists and collectors, which for people in the gallery structure... That's typically mm-hmm. done between a middleman, and you never see that. And I, I feel like it's building better relationships between uh, collector bases and artists di- directly. And it's mm-hmm. creating new new avenues, I think, for artists to work and be able to make a living and still be mm-hmm. able to sell those really nice paintings in the gallery.
1: Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, before, like, the... <clears throat> you know that's always been the issue especially like with galleries and artists you know they the galleries kind of you know they 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 want you to be more exclusive and yeah, things like yeah. that you know um and and i the way i see that is like uh, um yeah, you know, maybe somebody can buy like a paint, a little drawing that, that I've done, you know, for a hundred bucks. And when you look at it like that, it's like, oh man, that's, um, you know, that's not really a lot of money. And it's also not very exclusive. But at the same time, it's like, that's only a drawing. Like, that's the tip of the iceberg compared to like all the things that, you know what I mean, right. you can do. So I feel like, there's definitely, like, there's different levels. You know what I mean? And for me, it's, like, it's really, like, a respect thing for me. It's I a agree respect 100%. For my people who get following me. You know what I mean? It's because without people, without those people, who, like, taking an interest, like, the fact that people even take an interest in what I do, like, that's, there's a lot of shit going on. So people can look and people can buy a lot of different things. So, you know, for people to do that, like, I just really appreciate that a lot. You know what I mean? And, and every one of those drawings I do, that, that's, like, it's it's like fucking like i'm doing like a crazy painting or anything else you know what i mean it's just as important to me you know what i'm saying because um yeah because because they you know those people really like they really look out you know they take their time and
0: i think that gets lost on a lot of people too as you work your way up the art world ladder there's a tendency to leave behind that early structure base Mm -hmm. and i think it's important to to remember to keep them a part of it too like at all times, yeah, I yeah. think that's a rad spot to end it on. Let's um, right on. let's plug your website. Maybe people will find you on the Facebooks or the Twitters or the Instagrams, what yeah, they, yeah, what, yeah. Where, where can uh, they find
1: you? E-K-U-N-D-A-Y-O dot com and uh, Instagram is uh, you can follow me at uh, underscore paints, and then uh, Facebook. I'm not sure about the Facebook, really. I, I, that's fucked up. But um, I can't quite remember. I think it's just like, I think it's just you know, you type my name in, put friends, Facebook, and uh, it'll pop up there. Okay, cool. I forget what my Facebook tag is.
0: Yeah, that's fine. People can go through your website or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny All right, brother. I want to thank you again for taking the time to shoot the shit with me. I appreciate it. On, Mike, man, it was great, man. I look forward to seeing you soon, future. Yeah. Let's do internet okay. dap. Turn your computer on for a second. We'll do fake internet dap. Oh, okay. Boom. There's yeah. some stream love, man. Yeah. It is, man. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Straight brother. Up. I really appreciate it. I'll talk to you later. Peace, Mike. All right,
2: thanks. Copping pains tonight. better off going ball hopping waiting to fight right. Nobody want to get tapped by the gauntlet. If you got it flaunted, they say rap is haunted by the living dead. Rip them to shreds, give them the bread. Ralph sipping the red, bled, chipping the head. MCs is bought and sold. The rhymes ain't worth the way they cost to the go hold. It's like a thin chain from here to Brisbane. Y'all should not wrench his name in vain. Rep the insane, gotta do it. Snoddy, cute putrid, true grit. Game dispute, spit like bodily fluid with mucus. Cruise is useless, act like you knew it. Either that or get cold, smack like blew it chew it. Rules is rules, Back right into it. Ghouls is fools, that's too crack for School, All the way to UK to BK hit the echo of the bang and the cockney rhymes slang. Hurricane up the cool your terrain hit the echo of the bang in the cockney rhymes slang. No guts, no glory, what's the story? Bore me poorly. Saucy, awfully enough for coffee. Rarely, scarcely scary, glaring stare. Let's be very clear, MCs is derriere. air. As well as aware, warily, just don't be nearly near, you hear me? Yeah. Slow flow, speed beat, see what sort of speech from your nose bleed seats. Dooming tongue sun, once all the shrooming's done. Leaves the room with the grooms, unassuming blooming nun. Lady friend, solid train, Israeli berrykin. Hair radiant, wavy baby skin. He stayed pippin', rocky diamond ring. Uncle Joe, grandson, cockney ramen slang. Crazy grand. Flows is handsome, cockney ramen slang. All the way to UK to BK, hit the echo of the bang in the cockney ramen slang. Hurricane with the boom that you way. diggle your anthem, cockney ramen slang. All the way to UK to BK, hit the echo of the bang in the cockney ramen slang.
0: Hurricane with the boom that you ate, hit the echo of the bang in the cockney ramen slang.